0: Good morning for for your neighbor, come on. Hello, good morning, how are you? I invite you to eat a pizza later, i you pay, this kind of thing. If you are here for the first time, you are in Crowley Community Church, we are very welcome. We want to know you and your family, we are here for you, okay? Feel free. We are back for our Galatians series, and today we talk about Galatians chapter 4. I invite you to open your Bible, Galatians chapter 4. From the first verse, we will read Uh, Galatians, uh, just very quickly, uh, Galatians was a letter used by Paul and used by the early reformers on 16th uh, century to face the same problem, the same fight, the same situation as today. The difference between the works of the law to try to please God by our own effort or the grace, the freedom of the grace. It's the same situation in the past and today as well. So Galatians chapter 4, let's read from the first um, verse. What I'm saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he's no different from a slave, although he owns the whole state. The heir is subject to the guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we are underage we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you were his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Amen. Let's pray. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We love you. Welcome you, Holy Spirit. Once again, we have the holy privilege to share your eternal word. Speak with us this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Today I'm very emotional. I received a message from a friend yesterday. I was working, was quarter to eleven evening. I worked from afternoons, evenings, and I received this message from his friend. He took my WhatsApp with my family. He sent a message for me. It's many years we haven't talked. I don't know if you remember your best friend in your, when you were a kid. For some of us, just five years ago. For some of us, 30, 40, 45 years ago, your first best friend. You play football in the streets, in the school, make some jokes, today you have the name bullying. But at the time, your best friend. I received a message from, from, from this guy yesterday. Uh, his name is a very weird name, even for my country's Tito. <laughs> Like Michael Jackson brother, Jackson 5? No? I need to improve my jokes. Tito, <laughs> he sent me a message yesterday. And was with him that I met, I, I knew the first time how is the life under the law and without grace of God. And this starts with Sylvester Stallone. Let me explain for you. We were kids, seven or eight years old. And in the same street, in the same road, it was my house here, five houses and beside was Tito's house. Our families, my family and his family, are Christians, believers. But you need to understand, ages ago, <laughs> the church were very heavy and legalistic. In my family and his family, in different denominations, in different churches, but with the same kind of doctrine, one main point of this doctrine was to the observance of the Shabbat, the Saturday as a holy day, a special day for the Lord, because they follow the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. But the main point is on Saturday was the main service in our church, was Saturday morning, instead Sunday evening, was Saturday morning. And the main activities in the church, always on Saturday. So evangelism, small groups, the worship time, everything on Saturday. But my point is, the, the holy day, the Shabbat, starts on Friday, at Friday and the sunset, in the evening, around 6, 7. From Friday, 6, 7, until Saturday, 6, 7, was a holy moment for the family. So, was a good point is, nobody cleaned the house, washed the dishes, nothing, or cook, nothing. Nice. All the food was prepared on Friday, it just hit on, on Saturday. No TV, and then I was a boy, remember. No football, no TV, no uh, Atari was the video game at the time. No no football on Saturday. Come on, this is a sin. <laughs> and very early in the morning, everybody goes to the church and all day in the church and doing everything because it was a day to rest. But in the end of Saturday, you're very tired from the church. <laughs> my family and his family is the same. Okay. We were in my house playing with something and the TV was on, and then came that advertising on the TV, about a film. And this film, we were very excited. You need to understand, for a boy, poor, with seven, eight years old, cinema is something from another world. First, because it was expensive. Second, we were boys. Third, was a scene, cinema. And this film came to the screen, or my TV in my house, because Tito has no TV, because it was a scene as well. So, <laughs> and that TV came that film. We have a picture of the film somewhere. With this music, let me see if it work my. We will have the advertising for YouTube. You remember? <laughs> and we stop everything. Man, it's Rocky Balboa! Wow! Sylvester so Salon for free! And the TV, because we had no TV license to pay, so for free! Win, 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 and we stop everything. Ba-da-da, ba-da-da. And then the end of the advertising, the, the speaker, the voice, came. Rocky Balboa, this Friday, 8 p.m. <laughs> Collapse. We look at each other. My first thought is, oh, my life is it's finished now. It's the end. <laughs> but Chito, he was cleverer than me, fast. And he started to make a plan how to watch Rock Balboa on the Friday evening. This is a, and I said, oh, Chito, this is a scene. And he said for me, come on, man, we need to watch. It's the first Stallone. Adrian, psh, psh, Adrian, we need to watch. And then he started a plan. And I said, no, it's impossible in my house because all my family, they came for the, the pray meeting on Friday evening they stay here in the lounge and the TV is here, it's impossible. So I haven't watched. But I have another, we had another friend, not Christian. <laughs> and this point, God was disturbing our lives. Come oh, my God, this is the law. And then I knew Tito went in the house of this another friend, I stayed home. So the next morning, after our church service, I was so excited to come back home to see Tito and ask, How was the film? Tell me everything. And then when we saw each other after the Saturday afternoon, because I knew he was in another friend watching the film, he came. I was very excited and happy and I first question: ''Tell me, how was Sylvester Stallone?'' And he was sad. And he came to the room with me, my room, and he took his, his uh, shirt out. Now, Tito's father was an electrician. These guys work with electricity his father followed him in the neighbor's house. was not a stick from the tree, was not a belt, was an energy cable. And his back, the, the marks were from everywhere, from every side, from the left to the right. And I'm brown, it was white and blonde, so the marks were almost black, purple. And all his back. His father started to hit him from the street into the house and keep. But Saturday morning there were the church singing, praising the Lord. Tit was there with, uh, with his book of songs from the church singing. And his father was happy. Because he saved his son to disobey a God was my first contact with the law with no mercy, no grace. was my first. Many, many others came before. And I start to understand how is the life of someone, like Paul said, said here in Galatians 4, the difference between slaves and son, sons. And I start to understand very early how is to be slave of something that seemingly seemingly good but just feed the vanity slaves of our own performance slaves of our religious performance this is my first point the main kind of christians that i met in my life they were slaves of their own good theology and good behavior and good performance and the church. And this is good. Things that uh, seemingly good. I remember when Jesus uh, shared about the parable in Matthew 18 the unmerciful servant. A king called his servants to set an account, and a man wrote to the king 10,000 bags of gold. Chapter 18, Matthew. And then, oh, it's impossible to pay this debt. It's impossible. There is no way to pay. It's around 13 years working every day to pay something like this. And this man, and the king, the master of this this history, this story about Jesus, he said that the master took pity on, on the servant, and, and he said, okay, that's fine, you don't need to pay, I forgive you. But in verse 26, the man, he said for the king, be patient with me, I will pay you back everything. And this is our tragedy. We like to deal with God. We like to negotiate with God. We try to pay him for everything. I don't want to have debts with you, God, so I'll try to pay you. I remember when we took, uh, years ago, we were on holidays in a very nice beach in Brazil, with our family and the kids, and the kids were uh, little, and Barbara, everybody was there. And a lady that I love her, and she was so sad. It was a Sunday morning, she was so sad. And I asked for her, why are you sad? And she said, oh, because it's Sunday morning, and, and the last, I don't know, three years, two years and something, I never missed a service in the church. And she was feeling guilty and heavy. Look, to come to the church is good. Of course it's good. But she was so heavy. She was feeling so guilty. Because she was a slave of that performance. Of that kind of Christian life. And the most part of people, they live on this altar of the ego. And the church and the ministry and the gifts and everything becomes idolatry. Idol. Idol. And the list is long. We can have this idolatry for everything, many things that seemingly good. And make us slaves of our vanity, of our behavior. You know why? Because most of us, we spend many years of our lives seeking for acceptance and approval. Some of us will have problems in our self esteem. Because until now, and even adults, we need approval from our parents. You start when you were a boy, a kid, and then the teachers in the school, approval and acceptance from friends. You need the right kind of clothes, the right kind of type of vocabulary to be accepted. And we try to be accepted for, for, for husbands and wives and boss and company and church and pastors and God's. We try to pay God back for everything. God, I'm here in the New Day camp, but everybody's sleeping and here Sunday morning praising you because you see, God, I'm here, and pay you. i pay you back. And this makes us slaves, not sons. And all this bubble, in the third point, give us a sense of security because immature faith always needs the rules to work. I remember once a friend, we were having a coffee with some pastors, friends. Meeting of pastors, talk about church, about the... And this guy came to me and said, Daniel, you need to stop to preach about the grace. <laughs> Why? The grace is the gospel. How could it... This... You need to stop to, be, to preach about the grace because it's dangerous. People don't know how to deal with the freedom. Some people need a box. If you open the box, they don't know how to deal. Stop to preach just half, half gospel, okay? I remember once I was in the church, they invited me to preach, I was sitting there like you, very hot, no air conditioner, and then the, the fans was not uh, working. And I asked for a for girl from the church, oh, can you turn on, I don't know where's the button? And she said, oh, yes. Let me ask you for my pastor. (laughs) Just for the the fun, because it was hot. A immature faith needs rules for everything. For everything, because there is no freedom. Uh, This friend who sent me a message, this Tito, uh, I moved for another... State in my country to be full-time pastor. He stayed in Sao Paulo. The years later, he becomes a very rich guy. Make business and lots of money. Come on. We took our first Coke, Coca-Cola, with 12, 13 years old, and now the guy was full of money with no limits. He spent all his life uh, and his money doing whatever he wanted wanted to do. If you keep reading Galatians 4, Paul Paul is saying about the son, adoption, and slave. And if you keep reading, he talks about two sons. The son of the slave and the son of Sarah and Abraham, the son of the promise. One is the son of the promise, another one is the son of the self-effort. When I was reading in my home, Galatians 4, when Paul talked about two sons, I remember about someone else who talked about two sons, Jesus, Luke chapter 15. And I read again Luke chapter 15. I read again. And I see myself in there. Because vanity generates by the sense of the self-righteousness. Because my life was boring, okay? I've, I have always been the oldest, the eldest son. If you talk to some friends of mine, they you tell you amazing stories. Oh, I was addicted to cocaine, and then Jesus saved me. Oh, with me, I spent all my life in the church. Sometimes you talk to some friends, oh, do you remember that music? I got the power to it. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I was dancing there. I was never dancing because I wasn't in the church. <laughs> you know, I remember with 22 years old, I got married. With 24, I was father and pastor. And I used to listen to the confessions from the youth of my church, from the couples as well. Every weekend, they come to the church or every month with a different girlfriend. Beautiful girls. And I was married. <laughs> I listen to listen to the confessions from the businessmen in the church. Nice cars. Nice life. <coughs> oh, please pray for me because this money is a, about corruption, corrupt money, and I need to stop with this and I look for his life. OK. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> and I start to feed <sighs> this in my heart. Sometimes I receive some news about Tito. It's going very well, rich, girls, everything. Like the youngest son of Luke 15. And I looked, for, I looked for my life. Was there something wrong with me? And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me, son. You are jealous, son don't know how is the hell who lives inside of the soul of this kind of people. So you, so you help people addicted, but you don't know what means to have an overdose, overdose of cocaine. You don't know what means to wake up in the morning and have sex with someone. You don't know the name of that person. You don't know what means to surrender yourself to the flesh. You don't know what how is to eat pods of pigs. You don't know how is the soul of someone who is corrupt. The money with politics and business, how this person sleep at night. Because if you knew You do not want to eat with pigs. But on the other hand, son, you also don't know what is to be my son and eat at my table. You just obey me because you are a pastor of a church who pay your wages. You do not love me. And I said, yeah, uh, God, I think you're right. I think I still am a slave of my behavior and still were a slave of my self-justice, righteousness, and good theology. Because if I had eating from the green pastures or let you gods anoint my head with oil, I never would desire to eat with pigs. Um, then I understand that the way that you live does not change the way that God treats you, but change the way that you treat God. Why I'm emotional today? Because my friend Titus, after years with no limit, he spent almost three years in the prison, in the jail. And from 2011, he's free from the prison, the jail, to start a new life. He never took a gun in his hand. His guns was the pen, the phone, the computer, and money. As I said, from a from, from kid, he was very clever, very fast. And he sent a message that from 2011 until today, he's walking with Jesus, preaching everywhere, and he sent me uh, videos here, I can show for you later, of his baptism. Not because his father anymore, but because he met Jesus. <laughs> and, and he said for me, hey Danny, in the last Christmas now, we took 50 homeless people to the church. Just to showers in the queue when we helped the guys and give shower and food and cut the hairs and everything. And this guy, he sent a picture for, for a guy full of tattoos and everywhere. This guy is my son and Jesus, because I preached for him and he received Jesus. And now I'm going for every school, talking with teenagers about my testimony in my life and what Jesus has done in my life. Oh, and next week I'll get married. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. And then I remember when the youngest son come back. Father, I have sinned before you, and God, please make me your slave, your servant. And the father, you need to understand, the younger son was trying to pay the father back, like me, all my life trying to pay, being a good boy, giving money to the church, coming for the church, playing, singing, preaching. But that guy came through like the life of Tito, my friend. You have no idea what he has done. And he came to the father, and the father said, Son, I'm your father. You are my son. I don't make account of that. But the eldest, like me, came to the father Come on, father. My life is so boring. You never gave me a fatted cough to celebrate with my friends. Son, you are my son. I don't make account of credits. Doesn't matter if you are eating with pigs or if you are singing in a church choir, both of you are not at my table like sons. Or if you're a slave of the sin, of the word, or if you're a slave of your vanity, of yourself, of your performance, because one saying, Father, I want to live my life in my way. Bye. And the other is saying, Father, I want to live my life in my way. And I will prove for you that I can. And that you will bless me because I deserve it. It's not grace. <laughs> and I start to learn. And I start to see. And my hope and my pray is for you to realize as well. You don't need to prove nothing for him. You don't need to try to negotiate, make business with God. If you feel guilty this morning about your sins, or if you are trying and trying to receive approval, acceptance from God, doing your best, give up this morning. You never pay this debt. Ten thousand bags is too expensive. We don't have money for this. Just accept the grace, the forgiveness. But how this can work? I don't need to pay. No. But it's impossible. Yes, it's impossible. That's why it's grace. It's impossible. Yes, I know. And someday I'll be there and he'll look at me and say, okay, son, you don't understand nothing, but you're welcome here. <laughs> Just because you believe. You don't need to have a holy day in a week. You don't need to have a special food, this food, because like our home, when we were kids, we, we, it was a uh, sin to eat pork. <laughs> I remember Titus called me from the prison. They have phones in there. And he's trying to start to evangelize the other uh, prisoners in the jail. And how is everything? Oh, is everything okay, but uh, the food not so good because sometimes it's a steak of pork. Come on man, you did everything, but you don't need pork. <laughs> religion, 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 religion. Maybe your pork is your behavior. It's not your car, it's not your family, your career. It's your ministry, your call. Oh, your gifts. I don't know. Leave behind today. everything. Give up. And just came to the table to feasting, to celebrate you are son and heir of God. Amen. Let's pray. Let's stand. I would like to pray for you, uh, who feel... Where's the the band? The band is coming to, to play. If you feel tired to try to please a God If God for you is a master, very demanding, difficult to receive love or approval. If you're trying, trying, trying for many years and you still feel this debt inside of you, I want to pray for you today. You are son. When you go for your father's house, you don't need to ask for permission to open the fridge or to go for the toilet. Come on, you are son. You are welcome always. And if you are here... Struggling with the same sins for many years in your life, I want to pray for you. You are not slave of the sin. You are not slave of the church. Of the Christian it is nothing. You are free in Jesus. Is more than religion. It is more than a box. It is more than Sunday mornings. It is more than four walls. It is a living message. It is more than a book. It is the living message. I would like to pray for you. So why they? playing this song if you feel free come to the front and we would like to pray for you Amen